Welcome to Running is Bullshit. I'm Amy. And I'm Stuart, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. And this is the last episode of 2020. And Amy, what a terrific year it's been. I mean, as a podcast that thrives on misery, it has been exceptional. Uh, yeah, in that regard, but also as a podcast that requires news stories and things happening. Not really. <laughs> yeah, okay. I admit that part of it has been a bit trickier. Content has been tricky. <laughs> People have still been falling over and losing toenails and hurting themselves and injuring themselves and doing stupid things. So for us, frankly, it's been great. Yeah, that's the main thing. <laughs> I mean, we were worried, actually, right back at the beginning, like in April, May, we thought, how are we going to keep this going? We did think we were going to have a break. <laughs> Naively, we thought, let's take a break until this whole lockdown business is over. <laughs> nah, it will never, ever be over. No, no. How, how has your year been? Because you probably had it at some point. Yeah, right back at the... the big C, not, yeah. not, the, not the big C, that's a whole different thing. The little C. <laughs> no, the little C. Uh, right back in March, I'm pretty sure I had it. I'm pretty sure I had like a... I had a really chesty cough and stuff and was really tired and things like that. And I self-isolated. So, yeah, pretty sure I had it then. No, I mean, some people who are saying they tested positive for COVID, so definitely had it, are saying now that they um, feel like they have a, have a bit of lung damage, um, which is affecting their running and stuff. But I, to be honest, I don't think I run hard enough to know anyway. I could well have lung damage, but I, I hardly ever breathe hard when I run. I don't usually do that much effort. So. If you ever get above like 60% effort, you'll really know about it. Yeah, 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 exactly. But that's not likely to happen. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Do you think you've had it? Or you want these no. people that hasn't known? No. Well, as far as I know, I've not. Um, in terms of my year generally, I think it's, it's kind of been pretty good. I'm not, you know, I'm not really sure if you're allowed to say that, but I love working from home, yeah. as it turns out. Full time working from home, brilliant. I love that. I mean, I've got a dog now. That's made it much better. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's, it's kind of everyone's lives have become quite small. I think, and I think in a way that's quite a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm shopping locally. I'm exploring my local area. Obviously, I'd love to have seen my friends more, see my family more, but kind of just thinking a lot smaller, like what can I do in my own house? What can I do in my local area? I don't know, reducing waste. It just, it just gives you a bit more opportunity and a lot more time because there's no more commuting. There's no more kind of worrying about work and after that. So I think in a way, it's it's been quite nice. Yeah, there's definitely positives come out of it. And I think people are, especially when people work from home, if you're doing a more task orientated job, you may find that you finish your job, the things you need to do within a few hours and you have the rest of the day to yourself. Then it's a bit different from working in an office where you feel like you just have to sit there and while away the hours sometimes. So. Yeah, I've been fascinated reading loads of things about um, the future of work and how people do that kind of, yeah, they finish their work by lunchtime and then just do busy work or just pretend to work yeah. for the rest of the afternoon. And all that is kind of on its way out, hopefully. Yeah, well, you people can't can actually... you can't concentrate for eight hours a day. You just can't. Make like pure concentration, three or four hours tops, surely, you know? But so. as long as, yeah, it's the main thing, as long as you're getting your work done yeah. and you're hitting your targets you need to, then it's fine. Exactly. More time you for know. running. <laughs> More time for running and podcasting. That's yeah. one thing, actually. I've not been able, I found it difficult to listen to podcasts as much because I'm not yeah. commuting. Yeah. I've cancelled my audiobook subscription. I had from Audible. I had that eight years got rid of that because I just haven't got time because I've got more podcasts I want to listen to and I haven't got as much time so that's been a little bit trickier yeah yeah I I think I found the same as well because usually on my commute because I I used to have quite a long commute um I used to listen to my music and on my runs I listen to podcasts where it sort of switched up where I tend to listen to music on my runs because it's the only time I actually listen to music so yeah I haven't been listening to many podcasts either podcasts absolute shit (laughs) 
uh, speaking of which, uh, my dad wrote a porno Christmas episode to back. There's two uh, Christmas episodes this year. I, have there been a series lately? I haven't really been keeping up to date I think with there's it. another one next year. Okay, yeah. Should be another one next year. I do love my dad. I think I need to re-listen to them all, you know, from the beginning. Because they are Oof. fantastic. That's, that's a harsh job. Yeah. I, not, they're, they're difficult to listen to when you're running because they make you laugh out loud. So not only oh, do yeah. you look crazy, but I often find my, talking about breathing, I often find my breathing goes really all over the place. And I feel like I can't breathe because I'm just laughing too much. So, but yeah, I feel like I should listen to them again. Sorry, you, you might be able to hear dogs barking, but also trip You may be able to hear that. Trip trapping across our laminate floor. That's the one thing about, I mentioned, I think last podcast, the one before about our new laminate floor. Um, not great for podcasts because all I can hear is either Finley's nails on it or his because his head's so low to the ground his his collar his tag of his collar like dragging <laughs> as he's snuffling around so yeah apologies if you can hear that <laughs> well yeah i think we're used to the background dog noise by now i think people like it people would be disappointed <laughs> it's tough shit because i'm leaving it in yeah, so yeah. <laughs> amy what have you been up to both this week and this year tell us about all about your running yeah let's start let's start with this week and then we can sort of broaden it out to the year so i went out for a long run this morning because this year, I have actually been running. Um, yay! So, I mean, long runs is something I now do. So, I went out for a long run this morning. Very muddy, long run. And I took Pippin with me. Because sometimes I don't take her out on long runs. And, and, and runs in general. Um, because when you're running with a dog, you have to concentrate on something else as well. And sometimes I just want to zone out and listen to music or whatever. Um, and also, Pippin's still a bit all over the place. So, she requires a lot of concentration. Um, to make sure she's not getting under my feet or running off or anything like that. Uh, but, but she's done this thing lately where whenever I go out, so if I go out to the gym uh, first thing in the morning, she'll stand and just cry and she'll stand near our bedroom door because they sleep in our bedroom um, and she'll just stand and cry because she wants to come out too. So I thought I could hear her crying this morning. I thought, you know what, let's take her for a run. I took her up to some fields. Uh, there's some fields and woods near, near where I live. So I thought I'd take her up there because I can take her off the lead. Because um, there's a big open field, some nice enclosed woods, you know, she can have a proper run around then. Um, I don't have to worry too much. And it was, uh, it was like, I, I, I went at like half seven because I saw the sunrise was at 8am, but it was dark. Because it's raining so much, it's just like really dark at the moment. Like it hasn't really properly got in light today. So I set off in the dark and when I got to the fields and I expected it to be a bit lighter, but it was still dark because of the rain. Anyway, so um, Pippin's off the lead, uh, running through these fields, fantastic. A couple of the fields, they usually have some horses in. So I clip her on her lead for the fields that usually have the horses in. And we get to the back field. Now, this is a massive field. And usually the horses are way at the other end of the field. So I made the stupid decision to leave her off the lead. Not, And partly I thought as well, like, maybe the horses won't be out. Because they weren't in the original field, the first field. They weren't out. And I thought, oh, I bet. I don't know how this works. Because I don't own a bloody horse. But I thought, I bet they're in a stable or something. <laughs> you know, it's raining. It's cold. Surely they're inside, you know. <laughs> So by the time we both were in this field, it was too late. And Pippin, so the, the horses were quite near to the um, to the gate where we entered the field. Um, and Pippin stood there looking at them. And I'm going, Pippin, 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 come here. And she stood there staring, her tail was in the air. I'm like, please, Pippin, please don't chase the horses. And that was it. She was gone. She was after these poor horses and they were running. And I thought... Well, the horses were way faster than her, so I wasn't worried about her catching up to them or anything, but I was more worried that a farmer was going to come out and shoot her, and also that she's bothering someone's bloody horses. And it was dark, so she went and she was 
gone. I could not see her whatsoever. And I could see the horses in the distance. I saw that they'd stopped. So I thought, okay, she's obviously not chasing far, but also I think she was scared. So she's fascinated mm. by them, but she's not... She, I think she was also very scared as well, because I think by the time she got up to them, she realised how big they are. Um, so I was like going, Pippin, Pippin, like shouting her, but also trying to be quiet. <laughs> and in the end, she came racing back, and I had my head torch on, and I could see like the, it was like reflecting off her eyes. She came running back so fast, like crying, terrified. And I felt so bad. I was like, I thought she was going to get shot. I was like, I, oh. I was like clipping on her lead, shouting, swearing at her, but yeah, not good. And I'm very sorry for those who are listening who have horses and livestock and stuff like that. I know it's not good and I've learnt my lesson. And she will be waiting before she goes in any fields <laughs> to check no it's more. all clear. No more. I mean, it could be worse. It could have been like a field of cows or something or, you know. Yeah, uh, no more horse worrying. It was like a proper Fenton moment. Like, Fenton! Fenton! Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> But yeah, I felt awful. Just, just I knew she wasn't going to ca- catch them or hurt them because she was she's too much of a bloody wimp. But I was, you know, I felt awful for bothering these poor horses. And when we came, it was an out and back. So when we came back, obviously she, I, I had her on the lead, and the horses was like doing that like thing, you know. <laughs> when they saw it, I'm like, it's okay. I've clipped her on. Don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, so that was uh, nice at like eight a.m. this morning in the dark. But other Perfect than that, girl. it was a really nice run. She did really well, actually, other than chasing after some horses. It was incredibly muddy, like ridiculously muddy. I've seen a video of you wading through a river. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my feet... Why did you think that was a good idea? Why did you think, why did you think that was a good idea for you to do? <laughs> because, because it's, um, my feet were wet anyway. If my feet weren't wet anyway, I wouldn't normally do that. But um, it was just one of those things where I was like, you know what, I'm soaked, I'm muddy, I'm just, I, I looked like, I was wearing shorts and I looked like I was wearing leggings, my feet were so brown with mud, you know, with mud. <laughs> Great, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was, um, it was a nice run in the end, that was the only hiccup really, it was a nice muddy run, Pippin was filthy and by the time we were on our way home, she was sprinting home because she was cold and wet, so... Yeah, managed to get a bit of power on the way back. And just another note about Pippin, a non-related thing, is um, we've been accidentally drugging her since the beginning Whoa. since the beginning of December. So uh, my partner, she found your stash. <laughs> she found our stash. My partner's mum bought the dogs and the cat um, and us some advent calendars. Um, so we've now got uh, five advent calendars up because all the children and us must have advent calendars. Yeah. Um, so we were giving like the dogs theirs and stuff, and we noticed like we were saying, "Oh, Pippin's really calm at the moment. She seems really relaxed, and maybe you know she's coming along a bit because she's only young. You know, she's still a bit crazy. But oh, last few days she's been really, really calm. And then I had a look at her advent calendar, and it's calming treats. The treats are designed to calm your dog down. They've got like um, chamomile and like naturally calming things inside them. Fantastic. But yeah, so we've been accidentally drugging her. So every morning we give her a, a couple of treats. And I definitely need to pick up some more of them because they're amazing. But it's, it's definitely yeah. worked. Okay, that's not as bad as you first made it sound. No, 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 no. no. The drugs are all natural and stuff, but so are a lot of other drugs, aren't they? So, <laughs> so yeah, right. she's, okay. uh, she's zonked out on the sofa most days, you know. Perhaps you should carry a few of those for your run in case she gets into a field. Yeah. Oh, God, don't even get me started. I'll bloody shoot her myself if she does that again. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, in terms of my year. How about your year? Amy? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been a crazy year. It's been a crazy year. Uh, <laughs> not really. Not much stuff. Can you really. can you say it's bullshit just for you know podcast branding terms? It's, it's been bullshit. Yeah, I've, I've actually been running again. So that's good. I said I'd run. And I have been. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty much your only target for this year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, that and fight two bears and kill a man. The thing is, that's uh, that's left over from last year. I think by this mm. point, we can just say, no, you haven't done that. There's still time. We're like, what was the date today at the time of recording? The 13th of December. Another two there weeks. Pl- there's plenty of time to still do that. I don't know why people doubt me. <laughs> I th- look, it's okay to just say that one just hasn't been done. For these two years, and that's fine. No, don't, don't, don't think that's a failure. That's just something that you didn't get around to doing. I mean, I've been concentrating on the running, you see. So, you know, we, we'll see. I, I don't know whether I need to do these things at the same time or whether I can like split it. Like kill, kill one bear. Well, for efficiency. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and the, for an alibi, you know. Oh, I didn't kill a man. It was that's the true. bear. I, I <laughs> you know, the bears killed him, and then I killed the bears. So. Could have been me killing man. I was fighting those bears. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I've said that might carry on till next year. We'll have to see. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but in terms of your running, it's been okay. Yeah, yeah, it's been all right actually. Been running, been going to the gym when I can. I think, I think what's been really bullshit is not really being able to go very far for running. As in, like, I like running abroad and stuff, and I travel a lot for work, and I just miss going places that are different mm. to run. I know we can kind of, well, we have been able to sometimes travel in the UK, sometimes not, but it's probably not been a good idea. So I haven't even travelled within the UK, really. Um, but yeah, I just miss travelling and running and going on holiday to places where I can run, and that's what I've really been missing. So I've got quite a few different local routes that I can do. So there's like, you know, there's, there's plenty of variety. It's just, yeah, I just miss, that's it. Like, I miss exploring new places, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's been my that's year. Fair. How's your week and year been? Um, my week's been fairly uninteresting. I like my plans yesterday were to run, I think at first it was about 15 miles. It was going to be the second half of the Ridgeway route I talked about last mm-hmm. time. Um, it was too wet to do that, so I didn't bother. Uh, so I reduced it down because we're going to go for a long walk in the morning and then I'll run. And that was 10 miles. And then we went, accidentally walked for about two and a half hours because we got lost in some marshes. And so I couldn't be bothered. So I did six miles and it was just fucking horrible six miles. So my running this week has been a little bit shorter than usual. And it's pissing with rain today. So mm. I'm, I keep fooling myself that, yeah, I could go out later. It looks like it's going to ease off a bit, but I'm clearly not going to. It's horrible. I, luckily, I managed to run early enough that there was about an hour when it was dry. And I was like, yeah, living the life. Yeah. So this week, yeah, it's fine. I'm still, I, you know, I'm still doing pretty well in terms of running regularly and fairly long distance and when I can, hilly as possible. Um, this year, I think my targets for this year were to run a marathon, which I signed up for. Obviously haven't done that. Uh, I didn't actually have any distance targets, but I wanted to run a bit further and I've done that. That's nice. Um, I should have run in the, by the end of the year, over 1800 kilometers, which my target was around 1600. So that's nice. Um, my other target was to have a go at 5k again uh, in terms of doing a good time haven't done that obviously because who the hell's been running fast this year something else I quite like is uh, elevation targets and again I'm just kind of aiming to do more rather than set a limit on it but I'm projected to do around 20,000 meters of elevation this year which I'm very very happy with but what I found really hard actually I've done quite a lot more running in the second half of the year I've built it back up again but because I've got William I've now, I reckon I've walked at least 800 kilometers extra than I would have done 
So having to fit in all that walking and all the running, it's probably good for my running overall, but oh God, it's hard work to squeeze it all in. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've only done one race this year. That was back in January. That was only 6K. That was just like a short fell race. That is the only race I've done this year. And I think I had a little bit of a look up because I'm the kind of person that does this uh, in terms of my stats. In terms of running throughout the year and running fast, I reckon I've made an effort maybe five times throughout the whole year. That's all I've done is five times, just like a couple of times trying to run a 5K quickly, which is obviously really hard when you can't. Well, you can't do it in a race, I mean. And I've run a few times with William and I've done a few like virtual kind of club challenges as well mm. and that's just kind of i just can't be bothered to run fast this year what's the point if it's not something i've got to say to all you people who are people are running fast this year but you're doing watch pbs strava and watch pbs <laughs> do not count i'm gonna say it yet again good for you well done you've run a 45 minute 10k or whatever that's great not official no, doesn't save, count save it for next year save it till we're vaccinated <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I, I know. Even if you run on, say, like a park run course, the exact course, you've timed it on your watch to the second, still doesn't count as far as I'm concerned. Nope. It's got to be an event. Sorry. Well, hopefully we'll have more events next year. Hopefully things will go well with people being vaccinated and maybe yeah. the latter half of next year things will start getting a bit more back to normal. I mean, it seems weird now. You know, they were saying it'd be that cliche, like the new normal, but this does seem like it's Ugh. normal now. Like sometimes when I'm watching stuff on television, I see people not wearing masks, you know, from pre-COVID. You think, what are they doing? Oh, and they're hugging, they're touching people. What are they Gross. doing? Oh my God. So it's going to take, it's going to be strange going back to normal after we've had this for an entire year, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, like you said before, in terms of the good things, I've really enjoyed exploring as much as possible. I've made, I really made a, a hard effort to explore every path, every kind of track and road uh, within, you know, within two miles of my house. Really, I pretty much know everything now. And then going further afield, doing some longer runs from the house. But as you say, running to and from your house for every run is going to be quite hard work now. That's that is a tricky bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just been a bit. Like, like, it's good. Like, I've discovered some new routes as well during this time. But it's just that feeling of going somewhere completely new, you know, or to a different yeah. country, all those things, you know, it's, it, I really miss that. Uh, we'll do our, if we've got any kind of, well, not, let's not say resolutions, because they're generally horrible. If we've got any other targets or aims for next year, we'll do those towards the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about last time again. And of course, that photo of Vic's back. Our guest last week sent us that wonderful photo during the interview of her back. Uh, are you still having nightmares? Can you still see it when I you close your eyes? I can still see it, yeah. It's burned into my retinas. It was so gnarly. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, literally, I can I can see it in my mind's eye. As soon as you say the photo of Vic's back, I can just see it. It was gnarly as hell. Yeah, Martin Kaplan said, I knew it must be a special site and expected bad things. Well, this is even worse. A special site. <laughs> Cannot imagine the shower yelps this must have caused. Makes you want to hug and console her whilst trying not to even think about touching her back. Great guest, though, would not mind to hear more from her. Yeah, I agree. I, f- I feel like she'd be a great person to run with. I think she'd have some good stories. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was a special site indeed. <laughs> it was a special site. And you know what she talked about? The um, protein cookies that she has on a run. I actually went on the website, uh, My Protein website. I looked them up. They had a 45% off because of the fucking Black Friday thing. Got some of them. You know what? They're really good. Mm. Vegan protein cookies, 45% off. That makes them like less than a quid each. I was very happy with that. And they're actually really, really good. So I should have bought more. That's my regret. 
Uh, we also want to talk about the guests we've had this year on the podcast. And we, we've really enjoyed the range of the guests that we've had. Uh, we've had some like record-breaking ultra runners, campaigners, people who've run weird events, and even a high jumper who actually really does hate running. However, while we love chatting to each of them, we have to say the excitement of tracking down Pin Skin Man, it's going to be difficult to better that, surely. Yeah, that was amazing. Like I said, I've said before, you know, there needs to be a Netflix documentary in the, in the making, for sure. Finding, oh. finding Pin Skin Man. I think it was just me Googling his name. That's, that's all it was, really. To, Don't and I found where he worked. I build it um, up. I found where he worked, and that had a link to his Strava, and I commented on one of his activities. Oh, oh, oh. If we were in pre-internet days, it would have been a whole caper, but there we go. Oh, yeah, there would have been, like, photos on the wall and, like, newspaper clippings, all kinds of things. Pinskin Man was amazing, though, because yes. I was expecting him to be really confused about you contacting him <laughs> and maybe a bit offended. I don't know, that, that maybe he thought we were laughing at him rather than with him. Um, and also, you possibly expect the kind of person you think you might go topless with his big chiseled body might be, like, a bit kind of arrogant and a yeah. bit kind of up himself and just loving it but he wasn't at all he was fantastic he was hilarious I loved, he, was <laughs> he, loved that he was so in good. on the joke which was, was great it was, and his instagram Phew. oh his instagram's fantastic <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little bonus of the instagram there. yeah uh, were there were there any other guests that stood out for you this year um you know what one of one of my uh, i wouldn't say favorites because that's that's playing favorites um but one that i was really looking forward to was ben smith the uh, mm-hmm. the 401 challenge ben smith guy um because i'd recently read his book before we interviewed him and i was so excited i was like oh because his book's fantastic again i'll plug his book again because it was absolutely fantastic really well written and he's um he's you know obviously done this amazing challenge uh, but when, when we went to the interview i could hardly bloody hear him like there's something wrong with my zoom it wasn't him it was my zoom and like it was so distorted i could hardly hear anything that i was so disappointed he seemed like a love from what i could hear he seemed like a lovely bloke with some great insight but yeah, that was a bit of a... That, he was a great guest, but also a bit disappointing for me. <laughs> yeah, he was really lovely. I did love that a couple of times, you know, we'd pause to, like, let you ask a question and you'd just be sitting there like a confused nan, just like, mm, mm, what? Yep. <laughs> Sorry? Yes, dear. Yeah, mm. <laughs> Yeah, it, was, it wasn't we good. Just miss all of that. Yeah, I, I should have sorted out my Zoom problems before that interview, but there we go. Technology. Yes. Okay. What's all this technology about? How about you? Were there any, uh, again, I won't say favourites, were there any standout interviewees for you? Um, I I did like Sharon Heverin. I think mainly just because it caused a little bit of controversy with a few people, just because she's kind of got that elite mindset. And when she was talking about like random club runners coming at the track session, she's like, oh, bless their hearts, aren't they trying hard? A lot. Some people took that the wrong way, which I kind of, I did kind of quite enjoy, but I do just like Sharon. She's fun. Um yeah, well, obviously we had Reese Jenkins on for the second time just because of the, the amount of stupid things that he does. Um, as someone said before, Vic Owens was really lovely. I'd love to run with her. She sounds like she'd be fascinating to run with. Uh, and Mark Ramey as well, all the way from Portland. He was surprisingly uh, was really... nice because I thought, because of his sort of humour, I thought he'd be like a bit snarky and a bit, you know, but he was so lovely. He was a really nice bloke. Yeah, and you know, the former editor of the Runners World website we had on our, our little podcast here. That was very nice. Definitely, yeah. But all our guests have been equally fantastic, of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, all the ones we haven't named. Yeah. <laughs> we remember most of you, don't worry. Yeah. Actually, I don't think many of them listen, do they? Let's face it. They've come on once and they've unfollowed us and uh, never again yeah. paid any attention, Definitely. which is fair. <laughs> Yeah, so let us know if uh, if you guys listening had any particular favourites or favourite stories or anything that guests have told, reminders, 
Um, also, if you have any suggestions for future guests, sensible suggestions, obviously, we can't all get Ed Sheeran on our podcast, but, um, mm. you know, sensible suggestions for guests, or if you want to be a guest, let us know, but also justify why you want to be a guest. Well, that's risky you territory so there, You don't know who's listening. There could be somebody really important listening. I don't want to, okay. I don't, you know, if Mo Farah is listening, I don't want him to think, oh, who can I think of to be a guest? I want him to know that he can be a guest. It's okay. So okay. there's no need to be humble if you've done something fantastic. Okay. So if you are listening and you are one of the most famous runners in the world, please get in touch. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, as a little Christmas treat, we've recorded a very special song for you. For all of our Patreon donors, we hope you can all enjoy our latest charity single. Ian Hales, Ivor Hewitt, Carl Fleming, Gordy Thelwell, Sam Morley, Tim Hughes, Amanda Murray Hind, Lisa Gibbon, Julia Page, Victoria Dick, Anthony Howe. Brian Simpson Elliot Lyne Lem Martin Maria Wicks Madly Simon Ross Charlie Neverson Chris Whitmore Clark Gilmore Kirk Shepherd Matt H Jonathan Carter Angela Foster Swales Liz Reese Steph Hall Nikki Genders Rich Skirm Hugh Phillips Rob Smith, Rob Smith. Jay Matt Garner Matt Jones The charity is <laughs> we are the charity. Yeah. Well, in the words of Bob Geldof, give us your fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've enjoyed all the singing this year. I should do more songs, I feel. Yeah. I, I, this will be one of my um, resolutions, I think, is to put more effort into the songs, you know? I know I've been, I've been putting a lot in already, so this is a yeah. big skit step, you know? I, I have actually, like Stuart, I have actually got a ukulele, so I might actually bang out. I was going yes. for very, this year I've been going very synth pop, you know, uh, Pet Shop Boys, that sort of mm-hmm. vibe, new romantic, like 80s. It you know? works for you. It does, it does, because I can't sing, and I just put loads of effects on. But I might try next year, I might actually get out of the ukulele do you know who knows watch his face it's not gonna happen watch his face <laughs> it's almost certainly not gonna happen but don't worry folks i'll keep singing i know everyone loves that and my girlfriend's just caught up on like the episode before last and she said it's just you singing the whole time like yeah i know <laughs> that's it that's all the podcast is dogs that's, and that's singing how it works uh, and before we get into the tweets uh we've got to say it's that time of year again For all those posts about burning off your Christmas dinner, how many miles do you have to run to run off a Brussels sprout and all that kind of shit. Um, It was great that um, Ross Jeffries from Park Run reposted their blog from last year. I think it may have even been two years ago. It's now on the Park Run blog and they've reposted it again this year about how running is not a punishment, how you don't have to run off. There's no guilt involved. You don't deserve your food. You don't earn calories. All of that kind of thing. And I'm 
always happy to see those posted again, especially from something with as big a reach as Parkrun has. Yeah. So I just really want, we put that on our Facebook and our Twitter. And if people start doing those shit posts that we know people do, like, ah, oh, this is how many mince pies you, you know, you can eat. Well, there's running this much. Please respond with that blog because yeah. it's, it just sums it up so nicely. Yeah, I, this is one of my gripes with Trail Running Magazine, which I have a subscription to Trail Running Magazine and I do love it on the whole. I think it's a great magazine. But they have this thing where every, I think it's every two months it comes out, but every issue they they calculate how much you'd have to run to burn off certain foods. So like, yeah. who fucking cares, man? Like, actually, my best runs are when I've eaten like a, a load of shit the day before. For sure. So don't worry about it. Like, they eat a load of shit. You'll have a much better run tomorrow. It depends what it is. But, you know, if you eat a lot of stodgy Christmas food, go for a run the next day. You'll feel fantastic because you'll have so much fucking calories in your body. It's great. So... Yeah. Or you'll just throw it all up and then you yeah, carry on. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Don't worry. You give yeah. a shit. But it, it, I hate those posts. I hate those sort of posts, especially because there's so many people that are suffering with eating disorders. And it's just so... It must be so triggering for them to have to read crap like that. This is bizarre, obsessive thinking that, you know, isn't rational and shouldn't, people shouldn't care about. Who cares? There's lots of different things that are burning off calories every day. It's not just running that burns off calories, breathing burns calories. Like, don't yeah, worry it's just about one it. of these odd, pervasive things that everyone has in the head. It's the same kind of thing as diet culture and fashion. It's, it's always there, but you think, oh, but it's just a little bit. It's only a bit of fun, blah, blah, blah. But it does get into your head and people. Yeah. Even really experienced runners are like, oh, I've eaten too much now. I'll have to run a little bit extra tomorrow. And it's just, it's just not. Don't worry not about it. it. Works. Eat what you want. <laughs> exactly. And we'll read whatever messages we want too. Uh, first of all, Clark Gilmore says, really enjoyed catching up on the last few pods. Apart from the Halloween episode, I listened to Running Home from Work in the Dark. Oh, spooky. He said, encountered some massive bullshit yesterday on my run home from work. Was stuck waiting on a boat coming into the port of Liverpool. Sea locks are bullshit. I wonder if any other listeners encounter similar problems at bridges. Yeah. Well, well I guess you would. Right in Cardiff Bay Barrage. Yeah. Similar thing there. Well, yeah, there's, um, if, for those of you who are in Cardiff and run around Cardiff Bay, um, there are two, which is a busy uh, running route. Um, there are two bridges. There's the well, there's the barrage. Um, what are they called? Sluice gates. Sluice gates. What can I say? Good word. I like sluice it. gates. I think I looked it up once when I was I was composing a tweet. Uh, if you're a barrage expert, um, correct me on that if I'm wrong. And there's also, and I can't remember the name of this bridge. It's got a fancy name. You know the bridges that. Um, it's just a little footbridge and it opens yeah, the, up completely. Yeah, that's got a particular name as well, and I can't remember what it is. But yeah, those take forever. Like if you yeah, get I was sitting there, at the cafe near that one um, a few weeks ago, and we saw it go up and down. It took fucking ages. The boat goes under, and like five minutes later, it's still going up, and then yeah. it has to come all the way down again. And I have this irrational fear, particularly on the barrage, that the bridge is going to go up while I'm on it. That can definitely happen, and you, yeah. you're right to worry about that. Yeah, it, it terrifies me. Even though there's literally somebody in the the control room controlling it and no that's not going to happen it does terrify me and also i have a horrible memory of falling over on the because obviously there's like a a little sort of um lip or whatever you call it a little gap where the the bridge comes down and and the pavement sort of fits together not explain that very well but you know what i mean um and i fell over that one dark morning before work of course uh, a few years ago and i cut my hand open in a way that it wouldn't stop bleeding so I had to go, and this was right, I had to be in at 9am. Um, so I had to like wrap my hand up in like a crazy looking bandage because it just wouldn't, the way I'd grazed it, it just wouldn't stop bleeding. And people were like, people at work were like, what have you done? 
Like I just fell over on my run literally 10 minutes ago and it wouldn't stop bleeding. So that's also another reason why I don't like bridges. <laughs> yeah, anyone else uh, have those kind of problems? We want to know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Brian Simpson said, Today was the first day out on the road after almost four weeks being stuck on treadmills and a chance to catch up on running is BS. I'm only five behind because whilst treadmill running is bullshit, not being able to listen to a podcast due to someone running next to you is worse. Why have you been treadmill running, Brian? Have you been in lockdown or do you can still run outside? What have you been doing? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, I assume that's what it is. Lock could just be a, a lockdown thing. But yeah. yeah, it's annoying if you've really got something to catch up with and someone wants to run with you. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I just want to zone out and listen to some music and just, you know. Yeah, same thing. I don't understand. I know people do this at the uh, run club fairly often. I see people out together. Or I see people out together running, but both wearing headphones. I, yeah, I get That's it. That's a bit odd. Yeah, I get it if, like, say your running partner is also your partner and you go out running with them all the time. Like, yeah, sure. It's just like an everyday thing. But if I'm going to run club, I don't listen to music because I'm kind of there to socialise, which is why I don't go. Because yeah. I hate Going people. to a group run and then wearing <laughs> headphones, it just always is like, oh, okay, fine. I guess you just want to be with people, but not like interact yeah, with them in any way. That's yeah, fine. It's, um, it's fair enough. Yeah, I guess so. That's what you want to do? Aoife <laughs> uh, Supertramp on Twitter said, hey, running is BS. Running makes no sense. Why was a 12k run on Sunday easier than... A less than 5k run today. My knee hurts. I'm still cold. What the fuck, man? Where's my endorphins? Which is just a perfect tweet for us. Yeah. It's just got everything there. And I think what the fuck, man, where's my endorphins should be on a running t-shirt. Definitely. We're just going to steal that from you, um, Super Trump. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's just absolutely perfect. Good tweet. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Twitter as well, very much enjoying the World Cup of running bullshit that we're running at the moment. Uh, All December until Christmas Eve. This is basically your advent calendar. Uh, we are currently halfway through it and halfway through the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, getting towards the end of that. So if you are listening uh, in, in December 2020, please go to Twitter. Make sure you're voting every day. It's being posted around lunchtime until the evening. Plenty of time. Vote for the biggest running bullshit thing, please. The final will be on Christmas Eve. Oh, yes. Ooh, everyone will be getting up ready for that. That's the real event this year. We've also had an email from Lisa Gibbon. And she says, Dear Amy and Stuart, so my nose runs all the time that I run, eat, brush my teeth or get cold. Oh, I know, I know that struggle, Lisa. Um, so on today's... It's another Lisa Gibbon snot story. Lisa, That's right, everyone. We, we love Lisa Gibbon snot stories. It's so relatable. So relatable. Make sure you save your hanky for halfway through the story, everyone. <laughs> oh, okay, that cracks me up. That just cracks me up so much. Oh, if I was an actor and I had to like fake a laugh, that's the story I'd think of to <laughs> the saving half a hand. Oh, I love it. Um, anyway, so on today's cold run, there was a lot of nasal leakage. That would be a good punk band, wouldn't it? Nasal leakage. Not a problem. I always have my trusted hanky. 2.5k in, I'm running up a hill. It's knackering. My nose is running, but I daren't waste energy blowing my nose on my hanky. I just continue. I get to the flat section. Whoop! Time for that nose blow on my fresh new hanky. I get it out of the pocket. Wait, my pocket is already open. I must not have zipped it. My oh. hanky is gone. No! Lisa, this isn't the Halloween episode. You're a few episodes late. This is terrifying. Oh my God. Can you imagine being Lisa Gibbon and your hanky was gone? <laughs> Shit, foot, bollocks, bumhole. What am I going to do for the next 7.5k? 
I resign myself to the inevitable. My lovely warm gloves are going to have to become makeshift hankies. Oh no. Shall I take them off and demote them to snot rags? No, if I do, my hands will get cold. I'll simply blow my nose right into my gloved hand. Simply. Now, I never look at a hanky once I've blown into it because that would be weird. (laughs) (laughs) But now I'm using my hand, of course I take a look. Oh, it's a kettle load of snot in my bloody hand. A kettle load. I wipe it on my clothing as best I can, leaving snail trail snot marks on my attire. And I continue with this method for the next 7.5k, arriving home basically covered in my own snot. Dropping key equipment during a run is bullshit. Running in the cold is bullshit. Open pockets are mega bullshit. Lisa Gibbon. Oh, Lisa. (sighs) You see, Lisa's stories always start relatable. Like, my nose runs a lot. Same. Lisa, yeah. same. Like, all year round. I have allergies all year round. But my nose just runs all the time all year round. It runs faster than I do. Um, but when she gets to bits about hankies, I can't relate. Because, Lisa, what you've described is basically my method of blowing my nose on a run anyway. But I just love that she's... The bit that I just don't get there. Like, well, I don't take my gloves off. So I'm just going to blow it into my hand. And it's not just like a bit, by the sound of it, not just like a drippy kind of wet nose. It's a full on snotty blow. And yeah. she's filled her hand with her own snot and then just wiped it all over herself. Lisa, well, you're not wearing a top. You can cut out in the middle, man. I have blown my nose full on into my sleeves before. Oh, come on. Yeah. And today, it was raining so hard, I just let it happen. Like, there was no differential between snot and rain. It was fine. It just all washed off. I mean, a full-on blow. That's just what I don't get this. I mean, I'll use my gloves for a bit of a wipe. They're very handy for that. I'll use a sleeve for a bit of that, even the t-shirt if I need to, for a wipe, but not a blow. Yep, full-on blow. Doesn't matter. Go for it. Everything's a hanky if you're brave enough. You know what, Lisa, I think it's time for you to stay indoors. I know we're supposed to be very inclusive and everyone's a runner and you can do whatever you want, but I think possibly you shouldn't go outside. Or, now, this has just come to me, Lisa, so, you know, um, I have this, you know, spark of genius. You should go on Dragon's Den and create some sort of wrist tissue holder or something for runners, like a toilet. Oh, okay, this is literally just coming to me right now. Okay, so it's like a toilet roll, Yeah. But yeah. it's tissues that go round your wrist. And it's got a protective thing so it doesn't get wet. And you pull it off and you rip it. That's probably on Wish, to be fair. That's that's Dragon's Den material. I'll let you have that for free, Lisa, because I don't have the time to make this, you know, to, to carry this idea out to fruition. But please remember me when you become famous for this. And uh, now for the Nikki Genders update, if you've wondered where your mum's been the last few weeks, oh, Amy. Oh, right, okay. She's... She says, hi, I follow the podcast for the non-running content. And to be honest, how else would I manage to communicate with Amy? I really enjoyed the podcast this year, especially those after October I listened to while languishing in the Spanish sunshine. Yeah, That's where she is. Okay. I've been been knocking on her door like for the past week, you know, like with my bag of washing. Like, come on. Yeah. That's it. Uh, she said, whilst we still have strict restrictions out here, yes, even more strict than Wales, it's been nice to wear a mask in the sun. Mm. <laughs> On a running note, if you need one, I'm really impressed with the amount of running and walking tracks set along the coast and people are actively encouraged to exercise. There are toilets on the beach every few metres and outside gyms at regular intervals. Toilets every few metres? That's a <laughs> lot of toilets. Well, certain runners do need that by the sounds of it. So, Any, Anywhere's a toilet on the beach there. She said, I like to annoy the local runners by ambling along the track, often switching from right to left with no reason. Anyways, 
Thanks both for a fab year of podcast and opportunity to talk to the daughter who I raised to swear a lot, Nikki Genders. Oh, thanks for the update, Mum. I was wondering where you'd gone. So thank you. <laughs> it's like instead of a, a little round robin Christmas card, you just get this from her now. Yeah, yeah, this is, these are the updates. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's not another episode till next year, so you're not going to know how, how Christmas went. I know, but I'll, I'll find out next episode, so it's all right. It's fine. It's all right. Fine. <laughs> We've also had an email from Matt Jones, who says, Hi guys, I love the podcast. One of the crappiest things about running is having to listen to non-runners bullshit theories. Yes. On my run today, I remembered something a former boss said to me. He was a beer monster, often itching to get to the pub around the corner from our central London offices by 4pm almost daily. Bigger, obviously, plus he was on statins for high blood pressure. I was 49, a year younger than him at the time, and was training for London, my first marathon. (coughs) He claimed that the reason long-distance runners were skinny was because running burned muscle. Oh my god, what the fuck? And also WTF, Matt Jones says. I wondered what were some of the other running BS things you or your listeners have been told by non-runners. Bad for your joints is another one. Kind regards, Matt Jones. Uh, I think this one is one we need perhaps for January with the New Year resolutioners, you know, to get what are the sort of non-runners top tips <laughs> for, for starting to run for sure. Or Yeah, nice bad comments. for your knees is just, that is the classic one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or you can't run for like, oh, it's bad for your knees. It'll ruin your knees. Yeah. yeah. Even though that's just not true. No, no. There's all. evidence to say, actually, it's uh, it's good for your knees. It strengthens the cartilage or something like that. I, I know there's been some research on it, obviously. <laughs> Ru- running burns muscle. I don't think that's a thing. Oh, it's, it's like people who say, you know, oh, if you build loads of muscle, then you'll be really flabby when you're older if you stop exercising and all this. It's like, oh, it's, you know, yeah, of course you will. You will, you will be as well if you don't exercise at all. Like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's true at no. all. <laughs> oh, the pub daily, 4pm. Have you missed going to the pub this year at all? Me? I can't say I have. I don't really yeah. drink, so definitely not. No. I've never been one for pubs anyway, to be honest. No, um, not really. I, I know people, it's one of those things that just everyone's gone on about this year. I'm like, no, don't miss them at all, to be honest. No, no. Disgusting places. Um, I think, <laughs> to be honest, my social life hasn't really changed much since lockdown, so... <laughs> You know, the coffee places are still open for takeaway and that's the main thing. So I You're just know. getting more dogs. Yeah, just, just buying more dogs, really. Deal with the consequences later when we go back to work. <laughs> oh, it's that time. Oh, I did, I did jingle bells last, last week. Oh, no. Bullshit running news, bullshit running news. Oh, bullshit running news. Bullshit running news, bullshit running news. Oh, bullshit running news. Yay! Bullshit running news. Bullshit running news. Bullshit running news. Bullshit running news. Oh, bullshit running news. When I got to the second bit, I was like, shit, how does how does the rest of this song go? And then I remembered, so I saved it. Just and then you're committed to it and you don't want to stop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the bells there were a set of antlers with bells on that I have for some reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the bullshit running news, uh, just to kind of the highlights of the year and what's been going on here. Um, I think one of the biggest things we've missed this year from the lack of races and events is the lack of Chinese running news. Oh. I mean, that really got us through last year. I think that was actually one of our highlights from last year's equivalent episode was the Chinese running news. But there hasn't been any this year because nothing's happened. But if you remember back in February, the first hint of what was to come did come from China as a man ran 31 miles in his eight-metre apartment. And that was back in February. 
Yeah, that was before we went into lockdown, wasn't it? Because I remember the uh, <laughs> in the episode, we're like, yeah, whether, you know, under lockdown in China, little did we know <laughs> the lockdown was impending here. <laughs> and that madness would soon spread here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Simpler times. But yeah. People running their garden marathons and ultras around their sofa. I mean, I mean, we 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 went as far as getting a guest on to do that. I mean, Gareth Allen, who ran for twenty four hours yeah. around his garden and all kinds of mad things like that. So we've those kind of stories have got us through. To be fair, yeah. quite a lot of lockdown, but they're still fucking mental. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Another sort of coronavirus lockdown story that I loved was the woman who ran a marathon inside a Premier Inn. I love that. That was fantastic. And the picture of her like finishing. I just I love that. That that's fantastic. I suppose they needed something to do in the Premier Inn. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Premier Inn Marathon. Just brilliant. Love that. That's horrible. <laughs> would things would they have had for like fire doors? Would they have had to like keep opening a door every on every lap she went through? Did we read That's the potentially story a fire well? I mean if they prop those doors open, that is potentially a fire risk and she, I think someone should look into that. She was in cahoots with the, the people in Premier and I think that the staff helped because when I first saw the story I was like, Oh, did she run it in her room? But no, she um, ran it through the corridors I think as well. And the pictures are great because they've put like they've got like a whiteboard in the back and Oh no, wait, that's that's just says Premier Inn breakfast. Sorry, I thought that was related to the marathon. But they've got all balloons and stuff in the Premier Inn colours. And it's just, I love it. It's fantastic. It's so bizarre. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing, which was, uh, again, another coronavirus-weighted one, was the, the snitches. Snitches get stitches of uh, people <laughs> ringing in when we're only allowed to exercise once a day, uh, right back at the beginning of lockdown. The people calling in to say that they'd seen their neighbours going on two runs. Yeah, it was like March 24th. Like yeah. the neighbours had seen, they've gone out twice today. I'm calling the... People called the police. Yeah. yeah. I mean, fucking hell. Oh, it, yeah, it's been a year of curtain twitches. And there was all this sort of crazy articles, particularly in Runner's World, about, you know, can you catch it from your running shoes? That was one of them. Can you catch yeah. coronavirus from your running shoes? And the answer was probably not because... You know, of course it's, not. It's not. It's not going near your face. So, uh, oh, can you catch it from your headphones? Was another one again. Yeah. No, maybe a bit more likely the running shoes because it's kind of near your, your mouth and eyes. There's, and there's probably a few we missed. To be fair, like, can oh. you catch it from your running socks? Can yeah. you catch it from your waistband? All those kind of things. We perhaps we overlooked. Yeah, and I, I think as well, people at the beginning, because obviously you've got to remember that we didn't really know a huge amount about the virus right at the beginning. Mm. I think people are a bit apprehensive about runners because you know everyday people on the street because when we're running we're obviously breathing quite heavily and so on I, I don't think people really knew at that point how close to someone or far away you needed to be and all those sorts mm. of things so they, I did hear about people being shouted at for running and stuff like that because you're breathing heavily and all that oh yeah I got I got shouted at oh did you yeah <laughs> lady right at the beginning again she was like not six feet yeah but again oh, yeah, yeah, you as you that. say we didn't we didn't know then and as it turns out with hindsight the chances of catching it from someone running past you outside is yeah. virtually nothing. Yeah. So actually, there was very, very little risk. I imagine you're still the same. You still give people a wide berth as you go past them now. Yeah, and actually, if people pass me other runners, because I've had a few other runners pass me very close when they don't need to. Like, if, if it's a narrow mm. path, it's like, whatever. You know, like you say, you're very unlikely to catch it. But if we've got enough space and you're passing me really close, I, I think that's a bit, you know. But I, I remember back in the summer seeing loads of people running with masks on. I thought, oh, they must be boiling hot. But I think there just was this this fear around it um, with things like the heavy breathing and stuff like that, particularly in very busy areas. And I, you know, for a lot of people, 
they took up running as well during the pandemic as a way to stay yeah. fit. So we've probably got a few like new runners from it and things like that. So, so yeah, it's been a bit of a, a crazy year in terms of people taking up running, but also the fears around it as well, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I think in terms of the highlights for me of this year in, in news, as a news theme, was the uh, the big increase in boob news. Yeah. yeah. That was a big highlight to me. I've got to say, I was very interested in all of those stories. <laughs> uh, there was things like the research, which found that running in the wrong size sports bra shortens your stride. Mm-hmm. I think that the way they reported it was something like, if your sports bra is the wrong size, it makes you run two miles further in a marathon or something like that, <laughs> because you had to take more steps to keep yourself better balanced which isn't doesn't actually make that's, you run further it just means you make work. <laughs> that's not how miles work uh, no but it just means that you have to take more steps and actually it was really kind of good interesting research that wasn't from a sports bra company which is kind of a big problem it seems with a lot of the actual research that gets into it they just say look our bra is really great here's research to prove it uh, that so that's something that's being looked into a lot more which is obviously really really useful yeah. to so many people yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, as GPs as well saw an increase in runner's boob, that's apparently a big thing. Again, because of sports bras not being made or designed or marketed properly, they're just being made and being incredibly expensive and just being kind of pumped out, but not actually being used for long term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, that great story of do breasts slow you down? Four men ran with prosthetic breasts to find out more. Because how else would you know than getting men to pretend? This is this is the other thing, like the Amy Gender's gender agenda. Um, oh, the do you know what? Actually, before we say that, I happened to walk past some people in the park the other day who stopped me to say hi because it's a guy I played football against about five years ago, and he recognised me and said he listened to the podcast. And the um, woman he was with said how much she loved the Amy Gender's gender agenda. <laughs> yes, I'm the voice of women everywhere. Because yeah, so the random them, people who run minds, into in the park. I have to like you know disseminate it for them into words they can understand. You know. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, dear. <laughs> There's been a few news articles around like harassment and stuff like that because I think lockdown has highlighted these things. On one hand, because more people are running, but also people running alone as well. So some women um, feel quite uncomfortable running alone. Uh, but what got me was these sort of stories, like the breast lay down and all that, written by men, but like not yeah. really taking into account women's experiences. It's like, just ask women. Yeah, or it's a man going, you'll never guess what I found yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only, the only story that I thought was really good that was written by a guy, and I can't remember... We, I can't remember his name now. We'll drop it in the show notes. Um, was the one where he uh, actually spoke to his clubmates. It was about harassment and women in running. Mm-hmm. Um, but he spoke to his clubmates. So I think he was using his platform to sort of give them a voice, which was fantastic. Yeah. You know, like that's absolutely. Um, and it included quotes from his female clubmates and stuff like that. It was great. Um, but yeah, those sort of news articles are like, oh gosh, did you know that women get harassed? <laughs> it's bloody and- awful. And then men replying like, well, this is absolutely terrible. And I, for one, uh, don't like this at all. And then kind of men go on kind of little yeah. rants about it. Yeah. And like, it's, or, it's or they say, well, I've, I've been shouted at before as well. It's like, well, it's yeah, not it's... the same as somebody shouting, you know, sexualized no. comments or something at you, is it, mate? You know, <laughs> no, it's never the same. <laughs> yeah. The, no, the bit that I like is the how there's lots of fields. Again, talk about sports bras because I, you know, I always thinking about boobs. Um, is traditionally, I guess, have always been designed and marketed and produced and companies owned by men. And it's actually 
things are improving where women are actually doing the things that are useful for themselves yeah because they've never quite been able to have that input like there's a there was a couple of great articles i think it may have been last year about just design generally in the world mm. and how things like crash test dummies don't get tested for um women basically all crash test dummies are based on the average man's height from like 1950 mm. and how all drugs and things are tested you know trials happen in american colleges mm. and generally are like very fit young men take part in those trials or even like, things heart, like heart attack symptoms are different yeah. <clears throat> for women than they are for men and often we're, we only know about the the men's heart attack yeah symptoms. so yeah so now all this research is happening in a much better way things like um menstruation and running and mm. how that affects your running and your form and all that kind of thing all that stuff i think is really fascinating and i kind of look forward to more of that kind of stuff going on yeah and I, hopefully that will lead to better sports bras because you hear so many women that have like they just can't find a decent sports bra if you if you've particularly if you've got bigger boobs like you know it's such a huge issue and when you do find one they're they're like no word of a lie something like 80 quid like 80 quid for a sports bra and you can't just have one can you you know you need a few probably not and it's just yeah they need to be more affordable and it sounds like the technology of them needs to be a bit better i don't know whether that's possible like whether we've reached the you know a singularity in terms of um (laughs) <laughs> just a sports bra technology but it's as good as they're ever going to yeah get. yeah but you'd hope that a bit more time and effort is put into like researching the best way to contain them contain the breasts <laughs> uh, we've also had a load of weird records because again once it got into summer lockdown had carried on people were getting bored and stupid and mad some of the weird records we've had this year have included the handcuffed mile the blue jeans mile 100 meters on all fours which was terrifying um a guy who scaled the height of everest up a hill in northern ireland the uk three peaks barefoot the backwards <laughs> mile the mile dribbling a basketball and the t-shirt run world record and as well as all the other ultra races and fkts and things of just mad people mm, a lot of chafing there so much chafing going on in the world mm, so i guess we're coming to the end of the episode and coming to the end of the year oh what are that was really good hold on <laughs> It's like I'm a radio show host, you know, like Alan Partridge. Um, so, Stuart, what's next for you and what what are your aims for next year? We won't call them resolutions. What are your goals? <laughs> yeah, as well, I'm also trying not to set strict targets in terms of numbers and things. Because I always read things every year about how resolutions are bad, how strict targets can be bad for certain people. I think I don't mind them too much, but I think it's better to set more flexible qualitative goals there's a great uh, video channel on youtube uh, cgp gray who incidentally his videos are fantastic i've loved them for years i happened to look at his patreon the other day that dude pulls in thirty-one thousand pounds a month what? on patreon how do we get those numbers uh, i think we just have to we have to produce uh, amazing videos that get watched by millions of people over the course of about nine years Thirty-one thousand so, a month. yeah he's doing pretty well but there was a really great one about setting targets and resolutions and instead of that he says um to set a theme for the year so like your theme might be say like exploration so when you get an opportunity to do something you know you've got a or b to go for you go for the one that's less familiar or you go for a place that's further away so it's not strictly saying you have to do this like i have to read 10 books every single month mm-hmm. because if you're only read seven you think oh shit i've only read seven then i have to read more next month and i have to catch up and some people you know that doesn't work for them and it can make them more anxious but if you set a theme for the year it means when faced with those opportunities when you're planning you can try and think about that theme 
and uh, plan accordingly. So that was kind of a very long way around to say, uh, basically, I want to run a bit more. Uh, I want to run more hills. I want to do more exploring. It would be nice to run fast again. I do kind of miss that. I said I haven't done it much this year because just on your own is just too hard. So I would love to have some park runs back again. I hope they will be soon. I would love to run a few fast 5Ks again. That's the thing I really, really miss. I'm not too fussed about running long distances faster like other pbs i'm kind of okay with my pbs in there i've got to the point where like my half pb i was like that was a really fucking good run i'm pretty happy with it i'm happy to leave that where it is because it was really difficult i don't want to do it again yeah. uh, it'd be nice to run an ultra bit i mean, i'll probably run a marathon at some point it'd be nice to run a couple of ultras mm-hmm. and just get a bit more used to doing these kind of stupid long all day runs and it's just it, in a way not being a big deal it's like not doesn't need to be a massive event if i just want to go out and do 20 miles mm-hmm. for the for the shits and giggles then yeah why not how about you amy any any aims or themes for you just more running um because i've got uh i've got two ultras lined up next year hopefully they'll happen it's in june and september so hopefully by that point um, we might be closer to doing those sorts of events especially things like ultras where people you know there's a smaller field and people are a bit more spread out um yeah hopefully and it's the summer so hopefully yeah, all those things combined, those events will go ahead. So I've got a 40 miler um, and a 30 miler uh, in June and September, respectively. Uh, so yeah, I want to do more running, but also being careful not to get injured as I increase my mileage, because that's something I've been noticing, like running a bit more, getting the old niggles in the knee and stuff. Um, so keeping up with the gym, which really helps as well. So but it's just it's just hard, isn't it? It's a lot. Like when you're trying to do the gym and running, it's exhausting. I have no idea. I've done it for so long. <laughs> yeah, when you're trying to cross train as well, so you don't actually get injured, it's really difficult. Um, well, the thing is, I went to the gym on the way home from work, and now I don't go to work, and the gym's like two miles away, and that feels really far. I've run to the gym a few times. I've gotten up. I go to a six a.m. class sometimes, and I've gotten up at like four thirty and, and run to the gym before, um, which is it's okay. I mean, it's not amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great to be running like before you lift but there we go so yeah they're, they're the main things just more running and making sure i don't get injured and actually hopefully doing some races next year because and traveling yeah hopefully. yeah i would hope we can both do some canacross next year as well <laughs> come on that would be hilarious oh i'm gonna fall like i had to when i had to clip pippin on the lead across that field where the horses were i thought she was gonna pull me over like she's fine i'm fine on pavement with her but as soon as we get to somewhere where there might be an obstacle i'm going down you know yeah. <laughs> I want to see it happen. I think that we've we've got to do that at some point. I'm definitely going to do some canny cross because that looks amazing. I, d- I do want to try. I, I was watching some videos on canny cross the other day, and I was watching them with my partner. And there's this woman like who's great, like running with a dog. And my partner goes, "She's a bit faster than you. She was the world champion of canny cross." <laughs> it's like fuck you. <laughs> Come on, Amy. Yeah. It's like she's a bit faster than you, isn't she? I'm like yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fucking world champion yet. <laughs> Not yet. That's the good, the right attitude, Amy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Have you got anything coming up over Christmas? Anything exciting? Um. Well, can't go and see family. I think mm. technically we can, but just not going no, we're to. We're not see. either. Yeah. It's it's really hard. I know. Um. So we're gonna go to an Airbnb for Christmas, and there'll just be loads of running and walking. And I like the idea of doing some ridiculous long run slash walk on Christmas Day, yeah. just to do something different. Yeah. I think it's gonna be interesting this year. I know a lot of people obviously be really missing their families. Uh, on christmas day but i think a lot of people also 
are going to do their own thing on Christmas Day for the first time and are going to have a brilliant time because they haven't got like their dad kicking off about something, their mum saying something racist and getting stressed and drinking too much and their like brother's girlfriend they can't stand. None of that stuff this year. They can just do their own thing. I think people are going to really enjoy having their own Christmas. I think people who are seeing people, it's it's created a bit more stress and drama because you've got to sort of pick. I don't know what, to be honest, I'm really struggling to keep up to date with everything that's happening, is particularly with the differences in England and Wales. But I, I think it's, what, three households or something were allowed? Or, I don't know. For five days. But yeah, it's something like that. Um, just I mean, ignore it all and just do your own thing. I, I do my own thing in the sense that I'm like overly cautious and I don't trust... I don't trust what the government says. No, but I don't. I don't trust the intentions behind that. Um, I think there's going to be a massive peak after Christmas. A massive peak. Um, so yeah, I think if if you are like if like trying to get into those three households, it's probably causing a load of drama for you because you've got to pick who you're going to see at Christmas. Yeah. But I think when you get to the point where you're like, you know what, it's not worth the risk. And Christmas is just a day in the summer. Hopefully, we'll be able to meet with people, even if it's just outside. Mm-hmm. Save it till then, and hopefully we'll be all vaccinated and stuff so yeah we're gonna do our own thing as well we take the dogs out the dogs is we're calling it dogmas they've got their own stockings yes. so um well finley and ralphie have ralphie the cat have um especially made stocking that we bought from a dog's charity uh so oh. it's got their names on everything but pippin was a later addition because uh, she wasn't here when we got those so she mm-hmm. currently has a justin bieber stocking uh, she's, okay, she's, yeah. she's a huge fan so um yeah. so yeah it's gonna be dogmas they're gonna have steak for breakfast on christmas day and then they're gonna have christmas dinner in the evening so <laughs> yeah we've already planned christmas dinner for us as well yeah yeah and a nice long walk so yeah i think it's gonna be different i think you just can't get too worked up about it i think christmas gets so built up because it's a time obviously if you're religious um it's, it has a, a particular meaning then but for a lot of people christmas gets really built up by companies, by businesses, to be this particular mm. day, and all the, the adverts that tell you it needs to be this way and it needs to be this sort of thing. It has to be perfect. Yeah. It has to be magical. Yeah, you can have those moments in June. You can have a nice family <laughs> barbecue in June. You know, it doesn't have to be Christmas. You know, so yeah. Hopefully, it'll be nice and chilled. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. Well, I hope you have a, a very lovely time. Oh, thank you, and you. Uh, and a, a, a merry Christmas uh, to. <laughs> To your whole family and especially your dogs. Yeah, they, we've got we've got so many Christmas oh. outfits. We took them out the other day. Finley was wearing a Christmas tree outfit, but it's, it was oh full on, like it was a jumper as a Christmas tree, but it had like little sparkly balls on and stuff and tinsel. And then Pippin was a reindeer, and it just cracks me up. Like I, it, it is. We funny. never thought it just we, is funny. We never thought we were going to be those people that dressed up their dogs. But it's hilarious. And Pippin, Pippin usually wears a little coat anyway because she's a wimp. But Finley, seeing him waddling down the street as a Christmas tree. God, so he's got, he's also got a Santa outfit, Finley claws. So, yeah. yeah. That's clever. <laughs> so that's going to be fun as well on Christmas Day, dressing up the dogs in the variety of outfits we have. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much, Amy, for this year. And uh, for everyone for listening, if you've enjoyed the bullshit, visit runningisbs.com to see the show notes and links from this episode and the whole back catalogue, as well as links to our Patreon, our merch store, and our social medias. Uh, have a lovely Christmas, everyone, and we'll speak to you again in January. Merry Christmas. Don't see more than three households. I'll fucking kill you. Hey, bye. It's a full-on snotty blow.